welcome to Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Elaine. As always, I'm Scoop Magoo. And uh, I had to get my bearings for a second there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are uh, we are having a little uh, album anniversary spectacle of sorts today. Um, because I think, you know, we, we looked over our, like, you know, I, I, every year we kind of just compile a huge list of album anniversaries per month and just kind of roll with it. And, uh, we kind of just chose, we chose, chucked, we chucked a few. I don't know if that's right. We, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) we chose chose a few from May and June, um, because, you know, um, there were a number of, in both that we both just really liked and, um, yeah. So why the fuck not? And so, um, I guess with that, we're just going from, uh, oldest to newest, uh, in alphabetic order, if it's the same year, uh, and, you know, to beat the dead horse raw, uh, to beat its bones into dust, um, we have a very diverse lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like, I'm. I'm always psyched about the ones where, uh, like, it feels like we're kind of coming from left field with, like, you know, every other choice. But then also, uh, with the added benefit that I own every one of these two, which is, like, coincidental, um, you know, as far as anybody knows, right? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was it was fun to listen to this. And um, let's just uh, jump right in. And we're talking about... Um, Pornography by The Cure uh, that came out in 1982, 40 years old uh, this month. and Or was it like, you know, these months. There we go. <laughs> I can't remember if it was May or June. It's one of those. But anyway, um, we've, I, I don't know, haven't we talked about The Cure before aside from like, you know, Albums of the Week? We are. Uh, we must have. Or it must have at least come up in passing. I don't think so. I, I mean, like, like you know, like sometimes it would come off in like like a mini topic of conversation, like how like you know, I, I don't know, like just thinking about how Robert Smith hasn't like changed his hairstyle in like the last forty years, <laughs> or you know, like something like that. But I, I, but like you know, an in depth actual conversation about the music, aside from an album of the week, which is it's just surprising because I know that's one of your favorite bands. Uh, and I mean, I enjoy a couple of their albums for sure. Um, I, I just really, I haven't listened to pretty much anything before this album. Um, I pretty much, I think, just go, what, Pornography, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, um, Head on the Door, and Disintegration. Um, you know, uh, but, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely... Um, there's definitely a bit of a drop off after a while. I would say, depending on how you think about, um, they're kind of more straightforward ideas. I think Wish is good. Uh, I don't love Friday I'm in Love like a lot of people <laughs> do. I mean, I think it's fine. I think part of it was because it was one of the songs I mentioned before that I worked at an amusement park and a grocery store one summer. And there were some songs that were on both of their, you know, Muzak pay- playlists. So I heard like dozens of times a week and I was not thrilled with that. Um, but other than that, 
pretty much everything before that album um, is is really good and, and in its own right. Um, Three Imaginary Boys is is very you know poppy, a little bit more upbeat. Uh, Seventeen Seconds and Faith gets pretty like I think that's like quintessential cold wave, like very you know. Gloom and yeah, exactly. Uh, I think seventeen or excuse me, I think pornography is somewhat of a happy-ish medium. I think they get a little bit brighter with their songwriting afterward. You know, the top is is a interesting like quasi experimental. Like there's a lot of different influences going on. You know, head in the door um, and kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. You're a little bit poppier, obviously. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Uh, say that multiple times in a row. Uh, obviously that has you know just like heaven uh why can't i be you some upbeat songs i think if you're looking for a nice middle ground pornography is is pretty good in that regard yeah uh, i mean i think it's a great I, I, like in general i think it's a great album but in terms of kind of striking the balance between their you know more catchy songwriting and their gloomier songwriting i think it does a really pretty good job that's a good way of framing it because like that is yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. Because, I mean, this is probably my go-to Cure album. This is probably my favorite of theirs. Um, and, and it is, I, I, I think you just, you put it perfectly there, that it's it's super accessible, but there is, like, this, you know, aesthetic to it that is just, you know, overwhelming uh, throughout the entire thing. But I mean, what really catches me is is the the uh, the drums on this a lot, and just like how, you know, they they come up with like these, you know, like the, these drum beats that that just are simple, but they're hypnotic at the same time, and like you just like like I always am like so excited to hear them, you know, like um, like just even like Hanging Garden, like just that like. You know, dun, 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 you know, it's, it uh-huh. like it it just works after a while, and like you know, um, I can't remember. Oh yeah, I mean, a hundred years, you know, same thing. You know, uh, it's just, yeah, it, it, I I just think that the the way like the role percussion plays in a lot of these songs is is just really great, and I I just love how it just propels the song, um, and I mean, you know. Hundred Years has some great. Like, there's some great lyrics throughout all this. I think I, I'm not. I I don't know if I mentioned this in our in one of our lyrics episodes, but um, uh, the line "creatures kissing in the rain" from the Hanging Garden uh, is is like one of my favorite lyrics because I just find that to be such like a strange line. No, you, you know what it was. It, it was um, I think it was "Animal Strike Curious Poses," which is kind of a similar line from. Um, uh, when doves cry, yeah. <laughs> but we yeah, I mean, it's I guess same diff, but <laughs> yeah. I I I you know, for you, like you know, where does this kind of land on for you in terms of um, like Cure albums? Because I, I I know that you like like I mean, Disintegration is I'm assuming your favorite. I just think Disintegration. I mean, it was such a. Disintegration is such a gorgeous album. Uh, you know, I love love song. You know, but the whole album is just so engrossing. I mean, I, it's really not surprising that I consider one of their best. Um, I'll always have a soft spot for pornography. 
uh, which as I'm saying <laughs> as I'm saying that that's a dangerous sentence to just say out loud. Uh, actually, I would probably have a hard spot for pornography. Anyway, uh, <laughs> don't we all? Because <laughs> uh, when I was really I was getting into AFI, uh, they released. Um, uh, well, I mean, I listened to most of their stuff in retrospect. So going through their catalog, the uh, A Fire Inside EP, they covered uh, Demonomania by the Misfits, and then Hanging Garden by The Cure. And I mean, it's a four-song EP. The first two songs are their own tracks. So just listening to it through, and it just was such a. I don't think I knew at the time that it was a cover, and it just it was so striking to me because it it sounded very different from anything AFI had done, and I was like, "What is this?" Mm. Um, and it it just it, it it still remains one of my favorite songs they've done because it's such a. Uh, I don't know, like, it's, they just strike a very interesting balance between, like, kind of sadness, and it's, like, a little sinister, but not, like, too, too evil, like, it's just very, yeah. and I, I think that's, they were always confusing to me before I actually dove into their career, I know that true fans don't really like Just Like Heaven, or at least they, they don't like that, because Just Like Heaven is relatively singular in their like, I don't think there's... That's easily one of their most, like, radio-friendly songs. I guess you could say, um, like, Friday I'm in Love. But that almost doesn't... You know, that doesn't sound like a true Cure song. That's kind of when they went into, like, an alt-rock direction. Yeah. Um, so I think with, for me... I think Pornography is probably their best all-around album just because of how well it tackles the various aspects of their sound. Um, it's kind of hard to pick a... A favorite. I feel like they do really span the gamut of you know, they're one of those bands that you can hear their influence across a number of adjacent genres, you know, like you know, brighter post-punk you know, a little bit gloobier, like Cold Wave and whatnot I mean, I think that they're just such a well rounded band they're, in this regard. Like dream pop kind of. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you, know, you could say, I'm not really sure... I feel like Disintegration came after or in the middle of Cocteau, Cocteau Twins' career. So I don't know if you could... That s- sounds right. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if you could say, like, you could credit them for Ethereal Wave or anything like that. But certainly there are some just... I mean, I, I, I think a lot of these genres are very, very, like, I think there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, I, I, I really I'm, do think that run up into... Um, up to, wish. up to wish and then after that i mean i remember borrowing that's one of the reasons i didn't dive into the cure a lot you know too deeply because my aunt had wild boot swings and i borrowed that from her and i think that's not very good <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately and then from there you know blood flowers is is typically panned uh they're self-titled same deal i think three four or four thirteen dream kind of had a little bit of a bounce back but they've been they kind of got old quickly after wish supposedly they have another album coming out this year i, I mean i think they've said that for the last several yeah. years running so I, I remember robert smith saying something like oh yeah we have like three albums or like something like that like yeah i don't know yeah i don't um, i don't really i think old bands need to be like limited to a certain amount of a certain runtime like you know it's kind of like the the iron maiden issue where they're like, hey, like we're gonna release a super long 
like hour plus album about uh, um, about samurais, and it's like you know what? Let's not let's not do that. How about that? <laughs> like that's okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is yeah. that they release such you know enough really high quality albums throughout their career that like if they didn't release another album, I think that's fine. I mean, obviously they could do whatever they want, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of respect someone like Billy Joel who just you know, continues to tour. <laughs> that's so fun. I, I was just thinking that. Yeah, he tours on on the strength of his back catalog. I mean, we we saw him at Fenway. That place was yeah. packed, and he he obviously hasn't released a new album in in well like one two decades. Like, 1992, I think. Yeah, so it's, that's, that's 20 years. Yeah, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, math, math's hard. Um, I I only know that because uh, I turned 30 this year. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, I'm dreading that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they, to to bring it back to uh to to the cure and to to pornography in general. I mean, I um, oh, man, they, they, there's like the, I think you mentioned just kind of like that that gloom about you know um hanging garden and like you i think you get that a lot in in 100 years too you know just i mean the first line is it it doesn't matter if we if we all die mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm like yeah you know happiness <laughs> uh, you know it, it just you know waiting for the death blow you know mm-hmm. it just yeah the, 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 there are some great lines just scattered throughout this album i mean they, i i just think like I just think everything about it just really it, it it just it kind of fires on all cylinders. Like you know, I think the production just kind of adds like this. I don't know, like the the production kind of like sounds muddy in some ways, but I but I like it. Like I I like how it sounds like that because it just it kind of adds to the overall like atmosphere. Like you know, it it it's kind of like it's like the goth equivalent of like you know recording like black metal on a potato. Um, it, 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 it just, it just kind of, it works with it. You know, it, it's like something about that aesthetic. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, I mean, everybody's performances are all on point. I think this, I mean, again, the songwriting, I just think is just so tight and just like, even though like, I, I, I think the way the tracks are like, sort of like the way they play out, I think can come off as kind of like non-linear in a way like like you, you kind of don't expect um you know you, you you don't expect a song to be written like some of these songs mm-hmm. it, it, for, for me anyway like you know and it, it, it's cool to hear like a zag where you expect a zig um yeah i mean i i really don't have much more to say because i think it's just it's just such a stellar album it's it's probably the one i come back to the most um but i mean i i feel like i i I really should come back to the cure a little more in general, but you know, just it, it, when I, when I see it, like that's usually where I like tend to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, you have anything else you want to say? No, I think we really, uh, we really chewed the fat on this one and I think we are, are ready to, ready to move on. All right. Yeah. So, Next up is I, I'm probably maybe the most psyched to talk about this one uh, out of all the albums today. M- maybe our last one. Maybe our last one a little bit more. Um, and it's uh, "Blues for the Red Sun" by Caius, which is uh, their their second album. Uh, came out in 1992. Yeah, I'm staring that one down. You know, <laughs> I, I, it's weird. It's weird to have 
an album that's almost like that's like actually a little older than I am. Uh, not great to think about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I uh, I love this album a lot. I only just got a copy of it. I think this year, maybe the end of last year. Um, but I I I think maybe I'll just turn it over over to you before I kind of gush. But um, because you really haven't listened to like a lot of Caius, right? I have never listened to Caius as far as uh, really as far as I know. Uh, also, thank you for not saying anything about uh, I fucked up the order of the albums and I made a pun, and it was wrong. So what? Uh, I said I said we chewed the fat on that one. Oh for a god, while. I totally that, that that did not land. And then on yeah, me. and then you didn't react at all. I'm like, did I fuck up? And then I checked the list and I was like, yep, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of album titles, uh, I love. I think where I wanted to start is I just love the aesthetic of yeah. this band. Just blue, first of all, "Blues for the Red Sun" is a great title. I just I picture listening to this you know on a you know a sultry afternoon on a porch in the desert um i had a, I had a lot of fun with this thing uh, i will say it had a little bit of a i wasn't so sure at first i had a little bit of a slow start for me but then as the album started going i felt like the songwriting got a little bit more open i mean like th- throughout the riffs were you know really nice you know stonery deserty yeah. you know heavy metal tinged rock um I thought it was great. I mean, I, and I think what's interesting is coming at this as someone who, you know, hasn't listened to Caius, but has obviously listened to Queens of the Stone Age. Um, I also, I'm familiar with uh, Brant Bjork. I did not know who, that, know who that was, but now I do. Yeah. Because I'd seen like he would release some new albums and whatnot. Um, yeah, this was a really, really fun listen. I would love to dive in a little bit more. I think for me it was... Uh, it kind of reminded me more of if Electric Wizard had better production and wasn't into the occult. It was just like <laughs> just a, t- a tad more straightforward. Um, yeah, I, 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 like I feel like Kais is like a little more strip, like stripped up down a little bit. Like they aren't like as willing to like, you know, kind of run on a jam for like you know twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I, I feel like that's like Electric Wizard's bread and butter sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, they definitely have like you know, like Caterpillar Run, if I remember right. Uh, or no, no, I'm thinking of Mondo Generator is is like a little on the longer side, but like mostly everything here is is like under like six minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think you can say the same for uh, at least some a lot of the key Electric Wizard albums. Yeah, um, no, for for sure, I I think just. Uh... Like just like the vibe though, like you know, do you, you just? Well, I, I don't even know because I feel like with with Electric Wizard, like I I just like I I get like the feeling of like you know I don't know like it just gives up the vibe of like someone like smoking a bowl in like you know in a dank basement somewhere and and just like having a good afternoon listening to some records. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Caius just sounds like the soundtrack to like going down a highway in like you know, the middle of fucking, like, you know, Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just like going like, you know, you're going exactly 69 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I that, that's kind of the feeling I get. It's just like it, it feels like it's it, it's like vast in a way, like uh, it, it's like externally vast. Whereas like I think Electric Wizard is like, oh, like it, it it's like you're exploring like the inner depths of your mind. Mm-hmm. Th- th- thanks to th- thanks to our, our friend Marijuana. Uh, marijuana <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i don't know that, that, that's just me but i i i definitely i i love this thing a lot um this i so funny story with this um the first time i heard this was um when i was taking guitar lessons in high school that my my guitar teacher was like oh yeah you're in the metal right and so he just puts on green machine which is the uh the second track on this thing and i mean i i was like oh wow okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like because like that that riff is just chunky and and just like yeah <laughs> and so i i you know over time i think i listened to a couple of other tracks and finally started listening to the album full like a couple years later and i just yeah i i love i love this album uh i i love this i i, I think more than anything i just love like the production of it um josh homie famously plugged his guitar into a uh, bass amp to record his parts uh which is just so like it, it just sounds like just yeah just beefy mm-hmm. like and i mean the, you know i'm not one to really uh be a fan of of like a lot of bass in a mix uh and i i mean there were times when i was listening to this this week that like my my head was hurting a little bit but like i i i didn't care like it's one of the few times i don't care about that because i just think this album just just like it just works so well with that extra bass mm-hmm. and just like yeah just i yeah i i love john garcia's vocals in particular just like how he uh like sort of like the raspiness like that he has in his voice but also how he just like includes like just naturally it feels like a lot of these bent blues notes you know that like you know like i i uh immediately my mind goes to thong song where <laughs> you know it, uh, and and just like how like every verse just has like that, you know, uh, I think he's is he going up right? Like I hate slow songs, you know. <laughs> I, I I think that's down. <laughs> I'm not I I'm not in my right mind today. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like he always has like the, these really great vocals that are you know like they they're idiosyncratic like you know you know much in the way that like it's not you know on like a technical level great but like it works so well within the context of the music that they're making mm-hmm. um yeah the, the, this thing is just so much fun uh and you know i it doesn't but like you know it, it, there are a lot of things about this album that like you know it, it feels like there, there are certain there, there are certain things that that we will often kind of you know um talk about and kind of rail against you know um long albums and you know inconsequential songs on top of long albums and uh this this album has both of those things Mm -hmm. you know it's uh a little over 50 minutes if i remember right um it's you know it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty beefy it's pretty up there uh but then the last song is literally just called yeah and and i think it's like their guitar tech just going yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just find it so funny. 
<laughs> I think that there was one time years ago that like I just put that on repeat. <laughs> so, I don't know why. I just I just like that. I like that a lot. Even though I mean it's not a song, but it, it's really funny and it's. <laughs> But I, but I think it's also funny that like my reaction to it because uh, you, you remember with um, the latest Shushu album how there there was that track at the end that was like twelve seconds mm-hmm. that that was just like the same thing it was just like a vocal snippet basically and like I, I was like vehemently against it and like being like oh yeah you know like this song actually takes the entire album down in quality for me. <laughs> Whereas, like, it's the exact opposite with, with with this with this song with this Kaya song. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, that's the thing with art is that there's always an exception to the rule, uh, as as much as you don't want to think so. But I mean, I, I'm I'm glad you like this though. It's it's they Kaya is a fun band for sure. I mean, you know, this album is great. Um, I think a lot of people like um, the one that came after this, Welcome to Sky Valley, because it has the song. Um, uh, Demon Machine on it, uh, which I think was like still probably like their biggest hit for a song. But yeah, um, honestly, I was actually gonna. Well, there were two, two more thoughts. I had one. Yeah, the vocalist reminds me of someone, and I have been thinking about it all day, and I can't. Oh, I can't put my finger right. on it. Unfortunately, like I thought, oh. I was hoping I remember. Like, there's just as he was like, I feel like he reminds me of someone, but uh, oh well, it'll be lost to the. The annals of history. I, I feel like now that you said it, you're, we're just going to be talking about an album. You'll, you'll just yeah, be I'll like, just, I'll, oh, I'll blurt it yeah. out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but secondly, I was curious. I mean, you started talking about Welcome to Sky Valley. Uh, I always thought that it was the more popular of the two. Obviously, these two albums are considered their best. And, you know, second rate your music, you know, 3.85 for Blues to the Red Sun, 3.95 for Welcome to the, the Valley. Um, Sky Valley, there you go. The words are hard. <laughs> uh, but a lot more ratings for welcome to sky valley so just curious why it just because you heard blues the red sun first do you think it's better like do you, you know both are good like i was just curious um, um i was curious I, I, about I your relationship with it really good I, I i like them both a lot um i i think it's just like it, it's kind of like um you know for some reason i i th- this like I, I think it's because demon machines reminds me a lot of um Oh, what 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 what's that one Alice in Chains song off of Jar of Flies? Um, um the, the 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 one that everybody likes. I I can't remember. Um, oh, no excuses. That's oh, what okay. they have. Be, be, because I think both Demon Machine and No Excuses were on like Guitar Hero Metallica, like mm. on like that soundtrack. Um, so I, they're always connected in my mind. But I think it's like similar in that. Um, I, I think people like Jar of Flies because of that song, you know, because they like that song the most mm-hmm. in a way. And I think that's kind of the same thing with Welcome to Sky Valley that like they like or no, it's, it's not Demon Machine. It's Demon Cleaner. Um, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people just are like, oh, yeah, I love that song the most. And, you know, whereas like I, I think there are other tracks on it. They're really good. The opening track, Gardenia, is like if you want like your riffs like you know chunky and crusty and like you know just gloriously stoner like that is like the epitome of that uh, like that entire genre in a way um like it's it feels like it's probably like seven or eight minutes of just like just pretty much just one riff and then it just kind of like devolves into soloing for a little bit and you know 
John Garcia has like a whole like thing at the end. I don't. Know, it's it, it's it's a great track. I I think they're both really good, but I I think I have a lot more nostalgia for Blues for the Red Sun. Um, so I I you know if if I just pick out you know a Kaius album, I'll probably go for that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think that's what it boils down to. I'm trying to think of the first example that came to mind for me is uh, um, Morbid Angel. Like, I think most people consider Alters of Madness to be their best. Mm. Um, I mean, in terms of influence, it's kind of unmatched. Um, but I, you know, I probably prefer Covenant. Uh, I also, I think the uh, the albums they recorded with the replacement for David Vincent are really good and it just helps that i heard covenant first and it'll always be so and and, i don't know i brought that up because i figured the answer is something like that and i think it's interesting how ultimately like what's what an artist's best album is still pretty relative because a lot of times a lot of times i think people rely on you know influential means it's the best which isn't necessarily true i i feel like that very much happened with um decibels black metal list is they put a lot of like really early black metal in like the top 10 and uh, i'm like honestly yeah. like i i get it but also there is a like i don't say objectively but there's pretty pretty close to objectively better black metal has been released since like and i, I like bathory but like, especially like venom it's like there's better black metal than are you serious like yeah, i understand they released the album black metal but come on yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they, you definitely put it right. Like, I think it's, you know, for Venom, it's almost more about influence than it is about, like, the actual music, in a way. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, 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 I was thinking about this exact same thing today of just, like, you know, just because something is influential does not mean it is the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so interesting when people say that. It's like, well, I mean, those are two different. And then if you want to add a third layer, it's like, okay, what's your favorite? Like you could say, like t- technically, I understand this is their best, but this is my, this is my favorite. Even in the scope of like genres, you know, like I know this is like a better, more influential. But see, I mean, there I go, you know, there I go, framing like that, where yeah. it's like, is, is, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that like you know having a personal relationship with that album, you know, is is the more important thing rather than trying to go by like what rate your music says mm-hmm. even though i i think rate your music is a good uh roadmap you know for 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 finding a place you know um but ultimately you kind of have to drive that you know you you, you you have to drive by that you know like and you, you can't have somebody drive for you at least not yet you know we're still waiting on apple to 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 get that yeah. um, <laughs> anyway but yeah, I, I'm 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 really glad that you enjoyed this. So Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for you know, one of those bands that I feel like I should listen to sooner. I'm glad uh glad to do it now. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, up next, um did you did you wanna talk about that that one first or did you wanna go in alphabetical order? No, let's see, yeah, let's go, let's go in order. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um We don't need to cover for my mistake. It's okay. <laughs> I think it's more fun that way to yeah. just keep poking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I guess this is kind of like our, our relaxed album of, of this, um, of this episode. And it's uh substrata by biosphere, um, which I, I think, you know, this is, I think the first ambient album I ever bought. Now that I think about it. Um, Cause I don't think I had 
managed to find a copy of music for airports at the time that I was looking for like ambient music. I, I just, and I remember this was a blind purchase too. If, if I'm pretty sure anyway, but anyway, yeah, but I was a substrata is an interesting album. It's, it's like, I, I, I like to think of ambient music as kind of like having like a couple different schools that like, you know, you have more of like an, Eno ish, you know, where like you're, you're not, um, you're focusing more on the atmosphere that's created by the music as opposed to the music created by the atmosphere, mm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, but then you also, I think, have like a dark ambient side, you know, that's more of like a less more sort of thing. Um, that's more almost about like the sound and like the texture of something than it is about like the music related to it in a way. Um, you know, you also have you know um oh god i just lost it i just completely lost. but you know I, I i think you have like something more along the lines of like an ambient house you know um kind of like like the orb and shit like that mm-hmm. but but then i think you know I, I think a lot of people think of ambient music and think of like this atmospheric you know like where like everything is just reverb to death and things like that but, you know we, we a long time ago we we had an episode um, talking about this, I think the quietest did a piece about ambient music like years and years ago that that we were kind of riffing off of. Um, and but I guess all this to say is what I find really fascinating about Biosphere is that it kind of like the, the, this album kind of uh, extends into like a lot of those different schools while belonging to none of them. Like you hear a lot of like field recording because the uh, the guy behind. The project uh, is actually a, a like a field recorder, I think, uh, in general. Like he's he he's actually like an avid like mountain climber apparently, and he's released like just albums of field recordings in the past. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. So like you know you've got some field recordings going on, but then you've also got like you know sort of like this space going on that 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 like of just like silence in some cases, or like the 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 second track on this I can't remember the name. Um, there no, I think it's the third track actually um has like this repeating motif of just like this uh like synth line just being sort of fed through a delay um and it's just very slow and plotting and it just works in kind of just bringing you into like this meditative state um you know and, and th- that feels very Eno-ish to me you know uh there are other parts of it that that feel more like they're you know similar to something that the orb would do you know i i i just i like how it it like a lot of these things are just kind of like all put together in really interesting ways and it just feels like it's 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 its own thing um but i i I think you've what what is your experience with this album i'm trying to think if i have an experience with bios here. I, so I, I vaguely remember you didn't you buy this recently no I don't think so um, wow, like, or, or like listen to it or something like that I'm trying to think if it was another album I, I don't think I have um, huh yeah I'm trying to think of what might what we might be thinking of but in any case I thought this was uh quite nice and it reminded me of almost uh 
almost like proto the fields in a way. Yeah, uh, it I reminded me why you know why I enjoy the fields. It's interesting you brought up you know is the music creating the amp you know the ambience or is the you know is the ambience creating the music or I feel like I'm misquoting what you said, but yeah. I feel like that like in a good way the cyclical nature of that idea is what drew me to the field initially. Is just it felt like when you actually listen to like the the literal beat that he was making it's extraordinarily simple but just the way that he structured it the way that it very slightly progresses you know just conjures this really hypnotic you know oddly beautiful experience and that was to a much more kind of angelic uplifting degree that's how i felt about uh substrata uh i had a really nice time with this record i think it's it's relatively straightforward. I don't have a ton to say about it, but I thought it was it was gorgeous. And I certainly, you know, I I, I, I didn't buy it recently, but I would be definitely be interested in picking this up if I if I found it for pretty uh, a pretty affordable price. Uh, I know sometimes like out of print electronic can be a little little pricey, but um, yeah, whenever you find you know good finds in that regard, uh, actually, uh, I don't think this week maybe. Uh, next week, once I've had time to listen to it more, my album of the week will be a relatively affordable um, electronic album that I'm excited Ooh. to talk to you about. All right. But um, in the meantime, let's talk, uh, get of, yeah, talk about this one. Out of curiosity, what um, how long was the version that you listened to uh, of, of Substrata? Because um, they... So, I mean, just to... Like, I guess he... Um, the original one is about an hour... Um, and then he ended up re-releasing it with a soundtrack to a silent film that he had done. Um, and so it, it makes it like two hours, basically. Well, the first time I listened to it through, that was my first thought. I was like, how fucking long is this album? Like, I, I'm enjoying what I'm hearing, but oh my god, I feel like I've been listening to this forever. And when <laughs> I checked, I was like, ah, there you go. That's, okay. that's So then the second time through, like, I, I paid attention to when, you know, when the album like when the you know the actual album ends and i just listened through um just because that's you know that's what we we're talking about but uh yeah i mean i i liked the soundtrack it's just that you know a two-hour relatively straightforward uh there honestly aren't a lot of styles i mean the the the, the go-to example off the top of my head is like swans like there really aren't a ton of artists i would listen to you know two plus hours of um mm. it's just a lot to be honest, like I, I usually like listen to them separately, um, and then I listen to it just, you know, in full. Um, and I really, I, I, I honestly didn't enjoy it as much with both of them. Like I found, I found like the soundtrack to be like very um, redundant in a way. Like that, the, there were like a lot of parts that were just like i think just literally taken like just lifted from like substrata interesting um, that's yeah, not it, ideal yeah well, I, at least they, they, there were definitely vocal snippets that are that are taken from it um and, and like I, I i guess like i could see why he would want to put the two together because i think you know in that term of things like they're they're very they sound very similar but like the thing is, like they, it, like it felt like the the soundtrack just kept going and going and going, and and it just felt like it had no end, and it 
didn't really feel like it was a great fit in some ways because like while like Substrato was very you know uh you know very dedicated to like creating an atmosphere with music um it felt like with the soundtrack like it it felt like it was it was kind of like more verging on like the side of like an orb record or like you know um you know something in that sort of like ambient house sort of vein where like you know it, it like like it almost belonged in like a chill out room as opposed to you know like a like a birthing center i guess mm. <laughs> um and it just yeah it, it i don't know i i just like i i think it's fine like but i i think it's just like putting them side by side i just don't think it was a great fit um it, it's like i i'm not i don't want to be that person that's calling out an artist for you know for making their you know for making an art like a creative choice with something uh, because you know that that they have their reasons you know I, I i guess i just don't understand the reasons um though i don't think i've ever really like i i don't i haven't really read any of his reasons why so i don't know i think um, sometimes people think you know more is better which is not always no I, I i think le- less is more i like yeah for sure it's like you know just because like I think at one point I got in an argument with someone like this is like an old review I wrote where like something's too long is a bad oh, what, you, what was his argument like if something's too long like that's your expectation it's not like the problem of the album it's like you know we, we've been conditioned to not be able to put, like basically blaming on like our short attention spans which sure like that's a critique that like in general our overall as a society our attention spans are short sure okay fine yeah but it doesn't mean that a piece of art like saying a piece of art is too long like there's too much music like i mean at a certain point you have to acknowledge that's the case like are you gonna listen to a four hour album i mean i still haven't listened to which i mean i should listen to it because i love Ottecker, but like that insanely long Ottecker oh, album yeah i don't know it's just that's a lot like in general like even xi like xi is a pretty long album that, that was yeah, my xi is i think over two hours yeah and that like even then like i don't typically listen to that um in one like when i do i pick it off off my shelf i don't think i listen to it i usually listen like one disc at a time um but yeah it it depends like i I, i'll listen to it in full but that's usually because i'm doing some other stuff while listening to it so it it kind of it's good like working music um yeah i mean like again it, it, it will always depend on in the mood you're in sometimes i am in the mood to listen to just like a bunch of stuff in you a know, row. It, it's funny we've been sort of talking about long albums and i have uh i have kamasi washington's the epic on uh on my to listen shelf right now uh and, and i just couldn't help but think of that because i'm like it feels like the exceptions of the rule for you sometimes <laughs> i don't know i did i just have such a i think it's because like the first two i mean i think the the entire you know three disc album is fantastic you know but the first two songs especially the second track are just so amazing that i'm just like fuck i gotta I, yeah i gotta dedicate i gotta cancel i gotta clear my schedule i'm just gonna listen to this whole fucking thing <laughs> so yeah I, I i totally get it i should um, i should take that i should put that i don't have an official to listen to well i guess i do i just put it next to my stereo in the middle of the house but um i should listen to I, mean, that I, I just use like the uh the unused bar top down in uh in this basement that i'm living in mm-hmm uh and and just yeah i 
just I, I actually had so many to listen albums that I have four stacks of them right now. <laughs> so uh, it'll it'll take a little bit to get through, but it'll be fun. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I j- just to kind of you know wrap things up with Substrat. I mean, I I like I, I like I said, I I think both parts of this album of like the re-release which they call uh he calls substrata 2 like i i think they're both good i i just don't know how well they go together but i think overall like this is just like such a key ambient album in a way like i think it's it's just such a great like it's it, it's kind of like an amuse-bouche of like ambient in a way like and you know depending on what you're interested in you can kind of like navigate through that um mm-hmm. I, I just really, I, it's not something I'll always put on. It's not the first ambient album I'll reach for, but like when I put it on, I am really glad that I've put it on. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Um, now, now you, you can make your joke, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the more I listen to, uh, listen to biosphere, I wondered, you know, growing up, you know, as he was making his way through the electronic music circuit, I feel like someone must have looked at him and said, "Wow, that boy's a prodigy. He's really, <laughs> he's really gonna release a classic someday." <laughs> Speaking of prodigy and uh, other things named as such, uh, prodigy, fat of the lamb, or as I used to call it, the album with the weird crab on it that my dad always brought in the car with him. <laughs> Oh, that that that's funny. It, it it is a good car album, though. Like I I don't know why. Do, 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 just like having like big beat on in the car just works really well. Um, but yeah, th- this is I think their third album, if I remember right. Yeah, because I think it was Experience, then Music for the Jilted Generation, and then Fatherland. Uh, and I think it's their most successful album. Uh, you know, and part of that is is because of the uh, the track "Smack My Bitch Up," as well as uh, "Firestarter," and uh, yeah, I mean, I th- this was like an early electronic album for me that like got me into just electronic music in general. Um, <laughs> you also have a good story about uh, about this album as well. I do, I do, yeah. indeed. Uh, first of all, I have to say, I know we talk a lot about genres, uh, Big Beat is by far the best genre name that has ever been made, because I just love listening to this type of music and be like, wow, that's one big beat. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so we had... It's, it, it's, it's what Charlotte writes in, in Charlotte's <laughs> Web, that, that, that that's one big that's beat. That's one big beat. Um, so we had to pick, for my history of rock class in college, we had to pick a music video to present that and i don't know why i picked this one i think just because it was considered one of the more controversial um one of the more controversial music videos of all time just songs which, in general yeah, yeah which is kind of obvious when you think about it uh so it's basically the i mean it's been out for a while so I'm a spoiler but also don't feel bad um basically it's the vantage point of a person going out on you know night in the town and just you know spirals into debauchery you know drugs alcohol you know fighting people good leaves the club with a woman you know they have they have first person sex that you could see and yeah, then the, 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 this thing is basically like that movie hardcore henry but like 20 years ago <laughs> yeah exactly and then finally like when when you like the the person who we've been 
you know, whose vantage point we've been seeing the entire time looks in the mirror, we see that it's a woman, which obviously was is you expect it to be a man. Um, kind of interesting. Obviously, I didn't show it. Um, I didn't show like the sexual part, uh, but somehow I didn't think that the drugs and violence was too much for my Catholic liberal arts college <laughs> class. As I was watching it, it's one of those moments where you're like, wow, this was a mistake. It's way too late. Um, I was just the, the absolute looks of horror on everyone's face. I was like, yep, this is what I chose to show everyone. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be withdrawing this semester. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, um, that's my bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a, a fun as hell album. I mean, like the, the, the two lead singles themselves, you know, Firestarter, Smack My Bitch Up, are amazing. Uh, I think the the main dude from Prodigy passed away recently, uh, Keith Flint. Yeah, uh, Keith Flint, yeah, he uh, he ended up taking his own life, Yeah, if I remember right, a few years ago now. 2019, just looking it up yeah. now. Um, but yeah, this was, I'm kind of curious which songs I listened to with my dad in the car, because in hindsight, really none of it's super appropriate, but that's okay. Um, I think, I mean, they, I, I think, like... Yeah, Firestar is probably fine. Um, Fires, I, I basically, honestly, like I, I think every track except for "Smack My Bitch Up" yeah. is pretty fine because I mean, like, like you know, Diesel Power just you know it, with like Cool Keith's verse on that is, yeah. is you know, like I, I, it's not like I, I, I guess it's very tame knowing what Cool Keith uh, has done in the past in terms of in terms of releasing music and and she, I, have you ever listened to uh dr octogynecologist before <laughs> no yeah that's uh it's like a whole concept album that he does like a horrorcore concept album about uh like an evil mad scientist who happens to also be a gynecologist <laughs> and uh, it, it goes exactly like you think it would go so <laughs> it's it's an interesting album for sure um but yeah i i just yeah the, the, the whole thing is is pretty tame it's, i think it's just because you know you have a song named smack my bitch up and that's like the hook of the song you know uh, like but even then like it, it just like the song feels so nonsensical to me that it's like it, it doesn't and i mean but, but mind you like i'm i'm also coming at this from a completely different point of view than like maybe a mother you know having your child listen to this or something like that like catching your child listening to this you know but like i i've just always found it like to be more humorous and more like taking the piss uh than to be like an actual like state of misogyny but i mean i i i think that whole argument i think might be just an episode into itself mm-hmm. um i mean i all that to say i i really yeah fun is the right word with this album in general because it is just super enjoyable to listen to like it just feels like every moment of it is just like ready to just have yeah you know whether it's just like having a party to it or just like hitting the road to it like it's just a fun album to listen to um i i think it can get a little near the end like uh, maybe a little tiresome um like narana how do you say it nariana um can get a little uh, repetitive after a while but like I, I overall I just I I love the fuck out of this album, um, like and I I love like some of the tracks that aren't really talked about as much you know like people uh like yeah uh, feel my fire uh-huh. is a great thing I guess it's an L seven cover 
as well. Um, you know, diesel power. Um, what what's a breathe? I I like breathe a lot. I, I like the um the little like the, it's it sounds like um sword like sword swoops that are sampled in a way. Um, I I don't know if you know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I probably, have to yeah, I, to you, you'd have to hear it. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it's like, you, you, like, I think it's like, it's like the sound the air makes when you sort of, when you cut the air with like a sword oh, or like okay. a dowel. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it just, yeah. I, I, but, but it also includes like, uh, like, like sword clangs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, like a, a lot of the songs are just, you know, a lot of the deep cuts are just really great too. They're, they're as good as the hit singles for sure. Yeah. I totally know what you're, uh, you're talking about though, in terms of, uh, like, have you ever heard of the, the, the group left field? Uh, uh aren't they another, uh, no, I'm thinking of the field. Um, uh, no. actually, wait a second. I think the name of the album is left as, Oh yeah, it is by left. Yeah. It has like a shark, jaw on the cover oh like, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, isn't that yeah that that is left field yeah by left field that's how i feel about that album i think it's technically a progressive house um but after a while sometimes like the when the beats are big oh boy they're big but yeah. like after a while sometimes it just gets a little like i think the point is that it's like really hyper catchy just massive you know you could picture this like right out of the gate you picture this played at a, a festival like you know they book them for coachella or, or whatever but after a while it's like there's not you know it kind of leans on i mean that's the same with any type of dance-based music like if you don't get that if you don't get the hook right like if kind of like what the song revolves around doesn't click then like the rest of the song kind of falls apart um that's kind of the problem with making like a really good dance album in my opinion is that obviously like the singles are going to be fire regardless but it's it's a matter of like okay like as you're listening to the album does it like does it grab you right away and then like boom like okay i get it versus like the hook or whatever it is because like when, when a, a dance song starts you kind of know right away like oh wow this is gonna be fire like yeah 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 i i mean i i think like in the case of this album like it's more like i i think it just kind of I think some songs can go on a little too much without much in the way of like, even like a dance groove yeah. sometimes. Um, you know, and it, again, like like my my complaint here is very very minimal because I, I I think like this has always been my biggest issue with Chemical Brothers is that like they they know how to write some awesome tracks but they do not know how long their albums should be. Like that—that's what it feels like anyway. Like mm-hmm. it feels like their albums are consistently like a good ten to fifteen minutes longer than they should be. Um, it, it, yeah, it, like even though I I love the music, there's just way too much of it in some in some cases, especially when you're you're kind of doing very similar things every time. But I I, I guess that that that's just a um, that's just part of dance music. Yeah. Uh, you know. Of, of just like that repetition i and i bet if i was you know rolling at the club it would i probably wouldn't be complaining <laughs> yeah best listened to with some ecstasy and a lot of loud music around other sweaty yeah. people. <laughs> yeah i mean i i think fatherland is is best enjoyed anywhere with pretty much anyone except for like your grandmother um but maybe even your grandmother depending on how much of a badass she is 
Uh, you, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I really like, I, I love this thing. I think it's aged incredibly well, even though I think big beat as a whole, like probably hasn't in a way. Like if it, like that whole sound feels very like stuck in the nineties, uh, in like early two thousands. Whereas like, I, I feel like this album just sounds timeless in some ways. Mm-hmm. Well, when you, um, yeah, when you write a great song, I feel like it, at the very least, Smack My Bitch Up and Firestarter, like, it definitely sounds like of an era, but it's, like, there are some, um, like, for me, the, my favorite example, or I think the best example is New Order, uh, Harmony, Corruption, Power, Lies, mm. um, like, Blue Monday, just like that, just like the underlying, um, like the the way it's performed, like this, the quality of the instruments sounds like so dated and, and frankly like a little bad, but like the underlying melody and the underlying songwriting just is is timeless. Like that melody is so so catchy, so well written that it kind of overcomes the fact that the actual sound of it, it sounds of a certain era and sounds pretty dated. And I think yeah, I think to a certain degree, like I don't I don't think, Fat of the Land struggles with. Um, I think like quality wise, it sounds fine, but it definitely sounds very late 90s early 2000s like it sounds like you know you uh, you just finished seeing train spotting with your friends and you're getting, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting in the car to go you know it's just to go get food after <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it does kind of have that feeling yeah i i i mean i i just think that like it i don't like it doesn't feel like i'm listening to an album from the 90s though as strange as that is like Maybe it's because, like, I got into this music, you know, around the 2010s, or, like, I guess later, like, probably, like, 2012, 2011, mm-hmm. maybe. And, you know, so so I think maybe there's kind of, like, that memory of just, like, you know, having that album at that time. You know, like, I my mind goes to the first Crystal Method album as well. Yeah. Um, And just, like, listen to that around that time, too. You know, it, so, like, I don't really think of it as, like, a 90s album, and I think, you know, I... I, I think you can make that case for like a lot of albums now that you listen to because you're listening to it in the present day. You're not listening to it when it was made. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot else to say here. Um, if you don't, I, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think we've uh, we've chewed the fat. Yes. Well enough. The, the 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 fat of the land yeah, the, I gotta, the, I, the I, land fat i had to get that in there when it actually made sense so oh yeah oh i, I guess one last thing is just shout out to that awesome album cover <laughs> and 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 the fact that the like the reissue of the deluxe edition is just more crabs yeah which just adds the amazing. crabs <laughs> that's that is pretty great that's so I, I think you said that to me and i was like that's fucking hilarious it, it is, <laughs> I, I think i did it it is pretty awesome oh my gosh just, that's so funny okay um, let's talk about albums of the week. What have uh, what have you got this week? Uh, this one doesn't have much of a much of a story. I uh, we were talking, we were having lunch as a, a team at work, and we were talking about I don't know if we got in the conversation, but uh, I guess my boss's husband, when they moved in together, wanted to put up his Rage Against the Machine poster in their new apartment, and she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to Rage Against the Machine for a while, so I will do that. And I did. I listened to all three of their albums. They're all quite good. My favorite and my album of the week still remains uh, uh, Battle of Los Angeles, or Battle for Los Angeles, uh, rather. 
Um, I mean, I think that, all three. That, albums, that's your favorite, really? Yeah, I think all three albums are um, are great. I mean, I, I wish that they released. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? You know, I I'm fine that they broke up early. No, I think that I would have loved them. Uh, you know, even more uh, Rage albums, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I think I really it's more of just like whichever your children do you like better like I, I, I love all of them I think that they're great um, yeah I mean I think I think I just give the slight edge because the one-two punch of uh, testify Gorilla radio actually calm like a bomb and then Mike yeah. actually you know what honestly just the first five tracks just are ugh. Just so Maria is really good. So good, just like just ashes in the fall. I, I don't know for, for for some reason, uh, like I think Gorilla Radio has always been my favorite song by them. I, I don't know why, but just the first time I heard that, it just made me want to turn the yeah, shit up. Exactly, it's just so <laughs> they're so good, and and I I wouldn't mind going to see them. Although I feel like the tickets are probably like super dumb. Um, I think that they've they've also rescheduled their tour, like their reunion tour, multiple multiple times. Um, so I don't know if I would trust that. Like I'm not saying it's like a Morrissey situation, but um, I I think it's more of a uh, Zach De La Roca finding you know farming on a commune uh, more <laughs> more entertaining. You know what? That's the other thing I like about them is I feel like he really he actually puts his money where like not that you have to like farm on a commune to you know critique the powers that be. But I kind of like that he's he's about that. Like he's he actually yeah. kind of is like you know a roots of the earth kind of guy. Well, I mean, somebody in that band has to, right? <laughs> yeah, I also like I like their their all their unique personalities. Honestly, uh, like the guy who has just like enormous shoulder tattoos. He looks yeah. like a, um, you know, like obviously Tom Morello, like his weird. Uh, that is something that I thought was interesting when I was a kid. I was like, so is he just like a better guitarist? Like how does he? Like I thought he just like organically made those sounds, and it's like, ah, he has he has some help, but still, you know, it, it's the creativity. You know, he. Uh, what, what do you mean he has some help? Oh, like he uses like guitar effects, whatever. Like, oh, uh, like oh, for some reason, oh, like, okay. When I was younger, I I, I, I I thought it was like you know like he was using some sort of like in studio trickery or something. No, like he like he yeah. was just using guitar, for, which obviously that's you know perfectly legal to do. You can use you can use guitar effects and still be considered a good guitarist, but like yeah. I thought he was doing something unique with like I don't know if you, if you ask me to explain it. <laughs> it's 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 like the guitar version of the guy from the Police Academy movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> like if you ask me at the time what do, what do you mean? I probably wouldn't even be able to tell you. I'd probably be like, "I don't know. I just think it's it's probably special. I don't know." Uh, but yeah, uh, just to, that's my favorite of the three albums. But I think all three are great. Uh, at some point, I kind of want to have Renegades just to say I have it, but I'm not really into Renegades. Is good, dude. Yeah. I I really I, it's it's worth a buy. It really is. I'm just on the covers albums, but I mean, I think yeah, normally me neither. But they do a really good job yeah. with the covers. And obviously, uh, you know, I could just kill, isn't I? I could just kill a man, or is that yeah. That, yeah, how I could just kill a man. Yeah, like that. That kind of became. I mean, not that I've. I haven't seen them live, but I think that became like kind of a staple. Raging Against the Machine song, even though it's not. Actually, there's some pretty cool. There's some pretty cool songs on this. You know what? I'll have to buy it at some point. You, you really. Should, it, it's it's really worth it. Like I, I, there are some tracks on it that are genuinely great. Like I mean, I, I think the whole. I, I really don't think Raging Against the Machine put out a bad album. 
Um, but I, I mean, there are some tracks of Renegades that I really love. I mean, it, just Renegades of Funk, just on its own, is just fucking amazing. Uh, Pistol Grip Pump is really fun too. I, I mean, the, the, they're all really good. I, I really wish that they had done a studio version of Fuck the Police because the, their cover of that live is really good. Yeah, um, and that just makes so much sense. For yeah, oh, yeah, right. It, it's yeah. it's like the perfect rage song that like for, for them to cover. You know. Um, I mean, like, I think the only thing that would be even more them is, like, Cop Killer, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, I I, I feel like that might be, like, one step too far for them. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. We we, we just want to, we want to speak ill toward them. We don't want to, we don't want them to to be killed. You know, that's too much. (laughs) We just want them to think about what they've done. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we, we we want them to know that some of them that that workforces are the same that burn crosses. Yeah, yeah. God, I we we could we could genuinely do a raging as the machine like episode. I'd be pretty easy, uh, honestly, just because there's not that many albums to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, I I just like I love raging as the machine. You know, it, it's funny that this you started this off talking about a, uh, your boss having a poster because I mean. I think I still have my. I used to have a little fabric poster of racing of Rage Against the Machine playing, mm-hmm. and uh, I, yeah, I I used to love that thing. Uh, yeah, man, fucking fucking dig dig that rage. <laughs> I actually, I mean, like I I always liked him, you know, from way back in high school. But when his verse on "Close Your Eyes and Camp to Fuck" on oh, Run yeah. the Jewels Two uh, was just like. I mean, I saw you, you, you. You can sip my bitches brew. <laughs> yeah, like it, that's a genuinely good rap verse. Like it's it's not just like at first I was, it's like oh okay cool like they do from Raising the Machine is, is on this album like that that's neat, but it's it, it's an actually like one of the better verses on the whole album and I was like fuck man I should listen to more Rage and that's kind of uh, I that might have been uh, I might be mixing stories but that might have been the time that I bought uh, Empire of the Sun or uh, Evil Empire Empire of the Sun yeah yeah I bought it on Amazon. For really cheap and i found it was really cheap because there was a copy of the car's greatest hits um instead of oh. <laughs> evil empire and i was like well this is uh this this is uh, disappointing i'm not a big fan of that it's, it's, it's a close second <laughs> yeah i mean like i have nothing against the cars but if you're looking to listen to the raises the machine i don't really think the cars is going to uh is going to cut it uh <laughs> she likes the nightlife baby <laughs> just oh god that's yeah <laughs> I, I feel like that, that that's the mashup we never got the cars and, and raging this machine there, there's still time <laughs> there's still time for someone else to do it just it, it just won't be a, like a collision course sort of thing yeah um anyway my um my album of the week is is uh pretty much the opposite of rage against the machine i feel like i say that every week but um this is it, it's called uh sacred music from uh notre dame cathedral and it's uh unsurprisingly sacred music from notre dame cathedral uh it's specifically um compositions by two composers from um like antiquity like um from like early the early medieval era of uh, classical music called uh, their uh, Leonin and Periton, mm-hmm. and uh, not much is known about I think either of them really, uh, to the point that I I don't know if I, I think even the name Periton is highly contested, um, but nonetheless they they're kind of like known for uh, being some of like the first composers 
to uh, use like polyphony in terms of like vocal um, music. Uh, it, it's very, it's super interesting. I, I think before I've talked at length about um, uh, Hildegard, Hildegard of Bingen, um, mm-hmm. and sort of uh, this band, this group, uh, Vocal Ensemble Sequentia, who does a lot of like early medieval music um, renditions of her stuff. And th- th- this is more of that same thing. That's it's it's all you know vocal music. It's all you know heavily inspired by like Gregorian chant. And things like that. I I love it. It's just like it's so beautiful to listen to. Um, it, it it's it's kind of like I don't know. Like I think you know back then it was you know much more of a religious uh, thing. Whereas like now this is just like like the first ambient album to me mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way. You know it 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 just has like this soothing atmosphere to it that I I just I just love. Uh, and I I was at Bulma's uh. I think a week ago and uh maybe two weeks ago now and uh i just saw it there and i'm like okay i'll buy this you know because <laughs> I, I was looking for it for a while um well i wasn't looking for it. i i, I there was an episode of essential tremors where i i think it was oh i think it was steve reich actually it was it was an episode with steve reich and he um one of his picks was uh, a periton composition um and when they played it i was like oh wow like I need to buy this. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, this was this was really fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's really for everybody, but I, I adore this sort of music, and I'm really excited to just have this in my collection. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds really, really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, we shall uh, leave, and we'll be back <laughs> next week. So. <laughs> I love how abrupt that was. <laughs> Without further ado, uh, bye. Without further ado, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>